Hello and welcome to Playwriting Real Life, the podcast from London Playwrights. I'm Kimberly Andrews and I'm Director of London Playwrights and I'm your host for this podcast and I'm really excited to be bringing you lots of advice, tips and to talk about lots of the challenges that we face as playwrights living in the world today. As always, thanks so much to everyone who has emailed in with ideas for topics for me to cover. Keep those coming, please, because I don't want to run out of things to talk about. You know, I'd like to keep bringing you these episodes. So if you have an idea of anything you'd like me to talk about, please do email me at contact at londonplaywrights.org or you can contact me via the blog or our social media. And I'd be really keen to hear about what, what you'd like me to talk about in these podcasts. And it's always great when people get in touch with similar ideas as well, because it gives me an idea of what everyone is interested in collectively. So do keep those coming because it is really, really useful. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about something that I think is very important and that is pitching. So pitching is something that, I mean, it sounds, it actually sounds pretty awful, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like, it sounds scary, sounds daunting, doesn't always sound like something that we want to do. It can sound a bit intimidating. It sounds very, um, very competitive, very maybe corporate almost. It sounds like it goes against the grain with lots of things that as playwrights we're comfortable and okay with. It sounds, you know, very different from sitting at home on our laptops writing on our own it sounds, you know, that we've got to, it sounds quite extrovert, you know, we've got to put ourselves out there. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm sure there are lots of playwrights out there who are probably very confident in in pitching and getting out there and talking to people. But on the whole, you know, it can sound like something very scary. It can conjure up images of standing in a room full of people presenting about your idea and them and them, you know, not liking it. It can sound very, very scary. But It is actually very, very important for playwrights to be able to pitch. And it's something as well that we have to do a lot of. And it's important because we have to put ourselves out there as writers. You know, ultimately we write material, we write plays that we want to be on stage. So, you know, there's a lot more to it than just that step I've just talked about where we sit at home and write on our own. That's not what we're writing plays for. We're writing them to get them hopefully on stage. And to do that, we are going to have to put our ideas out there. We are going to have to contact people. And essentially, you know, we're going to have to sell our ideas and also, you know, sell the idea of us as a writer, as someone who, you know, is worthwhile for people to invest in. So pitching is important and whether we like it or not, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do it. So the good news is, is that on the whole, pitching is not what I've just said. It's not standing in a room full of people doing a very kind of, you know, rigid presentation to a group of people who really, you know, don't want to listen or anything like that. It's, you know, it's usually a conversation with a literary manager or someone organising a writer's programme or a director. And primarily, you know, it's a conversation with someone who 
probably loves new writing and definitely loves theatre and is, you know, wanting to put work on and create new work and wants to work with new writers. So it's not necessarily someone who is out there to hate you and your work. And, you know, it's certainly you know, hopefully it's it's someone who's supportive in that way. So it can take many different forms. Um, like I say, a conversation, that's an obvious one, but also emails, application forms, you know, if you're applying for a opportunity, perhaps that you found on the blog, quite often that comes with an application form. It might be that you are submitting your work to a theatre and you have to write something in about yourself in the body of the email so it can be it can be an email it can be a conversation in and lots of the times rather than being you know in presentation form it is a conversation it's someone asking you questions about your work so in its simplest form it really is just you talking about your idea but that can conjure up lots of scary feelings you know it can all that all the stuff we talked about in the episode that I did about you know um, building your confidence as a writer all that kind of imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough and not feeling worthy of these opportunities the idea of pitching can really conjure up all of those things and it can bring up a lot of those things that can make it feel very daunting so it's important to address this I think and it will make your life easier in the long run if you do so how can we get better at pitching that's the key here isn't it you know how can we get to a point where we feel totally happy with pitching so firstly you know what makes a good pitch a good pitch is really somebody talking confidently about their idea it's engaging it's showing your passion showing your connection to the idea and really just coming across as though you know your idea inside out so to improve your pitching what can you do so you can do lots of different things um, but the biggest thing I would say to do is write it all down and practice it practice it practice it practice it some more so it's all about, for me, I think, breaking down that barrier of being embarrassed and feeling awkward about talking about your work. If you can kind of push through that and find techniques to kind of overcome that, then when you're asked to pitch, you may not even think of it as a pitch anymore because you might just think, it great, I get to talk about my work. I'm really confident in doing that. I enjoy doing that. You know, it might get to a point where you actually love pitching. So the key, I think, to get into that point is to practice. So you can do that with, you know, if you've got a group of writers, a group of writer friends, you know, um, London Playwrights members, we've got a great community going on there. We've got a WhatsApp group. Um, you know, can you get together with other writers and just pitch, just keep practicing, just keep talking about your idea, get feedback, you know, from other writers and you, you know, hear their pitches as well and get feedback. That's a great way to improve. You can also, you know, you can start, as I said, by writing it all down first, that could be your first way to practice. You could write down those answers. Sometimes I find by writing things down, um, 
it's kind of embedded in my memory. So I can write things down to kind of make sense of them. And it's not necessarily that then I need to read it back in order to um, remember it. But there's something about writing it down. I don't know if you've ever written a list and then not actually had to look back at the list, but the act of writing it down has helped you to remember what it, whatever it was you needed to remember. So writing it down is a really useful task. And then practice it, practice reading it, practice talking to other people. And you can even practice in the mirror or record yourself as well and listen back. And I know that will be really awkward and painful at first. Um, We talked about this a lot in the other episode as well um, about building confidence but it is all about kind of breaking down that barrier. So do that. Um, We're going to talk a bit now about some of the different types of pitches. Hope that will help as well. But I want you to have in the back of your mind that you're going to practice this and that you're going to break down those barriers and that you're going to get really, really confident at pitching. And it won't happen overnight. So it's something that you can do as you go along. And it does go hand in hand with building confidence. So if you haven't listened to the episode on building confidence as a writer yet, please do visit that because that will be really helpful as well. Um, But let's talk about how you can get good at all the different types of pitches now. So what are the different types of pitches? There's many. And as I said, some of them are just conversations. So there's no set formula for a conversation. The only thing that I can give you as a tip for that is to do the things that I just said, write it down first, you know, get your ideas really clear and practice, keep talking, keep talking about your ideas. The other kind of pitch, um, first one that you might have lots of uses for is a log line or a short maybe one to three sentence pitch. I see these asked for quite a lot on things like application forms for writers, programs, writers schemes, opportunities that come up on the blog. Um, And really what there might be on one of those forms is a very short box, you know, very small box that you have to summarise your idea in. So that's quite common. Um, And What I would say with that is keep, again, keep practicing. They're going to be really boring. This is going to be the tip that I keep giving you guys today. But keep practicing and keep practicing making it shorter as well, because quite often that's something it will be in the box. It will say, you know, on the application form, the box, it will say, can you, you know, summarize your work in 100 words or 50 words or you know so many characters like on like on twitter um so get really good at condensing your ideas down and what that will help you with as well is if anyone says to you that question what's your play about you'll have just such a quick fire answer back so keep practicing that keep keep condensing them down um another thing that that really does as well is helps you as a writer because it helps you to just figure out that you're really clear about your ideas and you know what you're writing about so it actually helps i've talked about this in um rap and you know our january playwriting challenge rap and i've talked about it in the episode that i did on redrafting but it's really it's really helpful actually pitching in terms of helping you to see that you know you're really clear and you've pinned down your ideas so good tip there is to keep creating these and keep making them shorter and with the with the log line as well that there are different kinds of log lines that you might be asked for as well so for example you might be asked for something that is summarizing your idea 
And what they might be looking for there is, you know, to actually kind of tell your story in a, in a few in a few sentences or words. But then there's other uses for your logline as well. So, for example, marketing uses. So on things like on a flyer or, um, you know, the website that you've set up for your play or something like that. So there are different types of this. And that will be something that gives a flavor of the piece, an essence of the piece. So practice writing those as well. Just keep maybe, you know, when you're when you have your writing time, earmark a bit of time to practice pitching and do it regularly and you will improve it. So try out different types of pitches. So for example, try out the the short summary and then think, okay, what would I put on the flyer? I'll try that out as well. So there's, there's different things you can do there, different um, different ways of approaching that. It might be that you try and condense your entire story down into a few hundred words. It might be that you write something open-ended, something that has the central question of the piece. But try out different versions of these and think about what you would use in different situations. So what would you use on an introductory email? What would you use on a flyer? What would you use to get people to buy tickets versus to tell someone what your play is about? with the potential of getting onto a writer's program. So have a think about that as well. Um, And the the big tip here is don't try and include everything because it's very, very short. So you won't be able to include everything. You know, it's really the time that you have to dig deep and ask yourself what it is you're writing about and why you're writing it and what's important to you as a writer. That's the thing to put in here if you're unsure how to condense your idea down really you have to think about what is important to you so hopefully that will help you to write the shorter pitches and you will be asked for those a lot so it's worth taking the time to practice those a bit more and then we have things as well like email pitches where you are gonna need to um introduce yourself as well you know you're going to have to talk about your background or what you're doing with the idea and to give some information so big tip I can give you for email pitches is to keep it short nobody reads really long emails at best they skim read them so again think about what's important you might include a short log line in there and then just your top experience that you have or or anyone who's connected to the project that you know has done something great recently but always keep it short and invite further conversation and if you do want to go a bit deeper into any of this pitching stuff as I said I do do a zoom workshop on this it runs fairly regularly if you check out our Eventbrite page uh, there's usually one coming up within the next few weeks and it's um it's an hour long zoom workshop where you get chance to share your pitch as well so we will go deeper into some of the stuff that we're giving you today um, and hopefully you might find that useful. But email pitches, just the big tip there is to show off a little bit, um, include the essentials, but and invite further conversation. And then sometimes in terms of these written pitches as well, you are asked for longer pitches. So things like a one page outline or a synopsis half page or you know it can be a whole page half page might have a word limit and again this can be really tricky because then you're 
trying to condense your whole play down into perhaps a page. And it can be really hard work to try and do that because you're, you know, you're condensing something that might be 70 or 80 pages down into just a page. So that can be really hard as well. So my big tip for the one page outline and anybody who did rap um, will know this tip, um, but it is to use the five act structure as um, a paragraph guide for a one page outline. The five act structure five points, five paragraphs, one page. That's perfect. So the five act structure is your friend there, and that will also help you not to clog up that one page. You have that valuable one page that you've got to sell your idea, not to clog that up with backstory. So do have a look at the five act structure. Again, there's some materials on that on our members site, but five act structure, five plot points, one page. That is a really helpful tip to use on a synopsis. You can even use that perhaps in a condensed version. You know, if you have to do perhaps half a page, perhaps you can have a couple of sentences for each plot point there as well. So that's really, really useful. And if you can as well with with a one page outline, if you can get a bit of your personality as a writer, you know, your unique writing voice and your connection to the idea in there as well, then that is really important, I think, and really valuable. So the, the the takeaway from this is to really keep practicing those different types of pitches. So shorter pitches, longer pitches, and keep doing that as you go along. And that will really help you to get better at this. And also to, you know, to figure out what works for you as a writer, what you, the way you prefer to approach things. So don't leave pitching till the last minute. Don't see it as something that you only have to do when you're marketing a play. It can be something that is an ongoing part of your writing process, and it can really help you to clarify your ideas as well and pin them down. But this is something that you can keep doing throughout your entire writing process. And then as a kind of final tip, something that I think is really important to include in all of these kind of pitches when they're conversational. Um, obviously, you know, when you're doing things like a log line, you don't have very many words to do this. But as I said at the beginning of this, lots of your pitches will be conversational. There will be people just asking you questions about your idea. And what I'd say is it's really important to have is um, a clear kind of if you can clearly get across, you know, what your personal connection to your idea is. Now, what I mean by that, and I think sometimes this can be quite confusing because it can be as though we're saying that you have to have lived the experience of what you're writing. And I don't think that's the the case at all. But you are writing this play for a reason. You are motivated to write this play for a reason. You're passionate about it. Something at some point has inspired you to write about this and to spend all this time and invest all this time in writing a play about it. And along with that, you've probably done lots of research as well that has further strengthened your personal connection. So when you're talking to people about your idea, if you can get that across, you know, a sense of your passion, that will really show that you're committed to the idea. And, you know, if you're talking to perhaps someone in a literary department about it, they will think, yeah, this is the person who needs to write this play you know, why can't, why is it you writing this play? Why does it have to be you? So I'd really say, you know, you should interrogate that, you know, 
in terms of yourself and why you're writing the play and really think about you know what what it is about this idea that you're passionate about and really make sure that you get that across in the pitch like I say, it doesn't mean that you have to have experienced it personally, but there will be something about it that has resonated with you personally, whether it's to do with the area you live in or a certain time period or a member of your family or something that you've witnessed someone else experience. There will be something that's connected you to the idea. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to write a whole play and spend all this time and energy and, you know, perhaps even years redrafting the play. Um, you know, it's, it's really important to get that across because I think that it shows that you as a writer you're really committed and dedicated to the idea and in terms of pitching you know if you're selling your work selling your idea and trying to get a place on a writer's program or trying to get your play produced whatever it is you're trying to do if you can show that you're passionate about your work and you're committed and dedicated that's going to make a really really good impression so I would say you know have that in your mind always um when you're pitching and try and get that across if you can. So I hope that's really useful. As I say, I think the big thing is practicing and experimenting, you know, keep going, going through, try writing down these different kinds of pitches, learning them, figuring out what works for you, figuring out how you like to talk about your work and practice, practice, practice and more practice. Keep and, you know, keep going with that and you will really improve and it won't feel daunting at all. So I hope you find that helpful. And if you want any more resources on pitching, please do come along to one of our pitching workshops. And if there's also lots of resources over on the members site as well, which you hopefully will find helpful. If you like this podcast and the work we do to support emerging writers, please consider helping us by becoming a member. For just £3.63, you can get access to some amazing resources and discounts whilst doing a good deed. Without the kind support of our members, we simply wouldn't be able to continue in our work and it helps us to keep bringing you things like the Weekly Opportunities Roundup, to mentor new writers and create new online resources, all of which work towards creating a level playing field for playwrights in London and beyond. There are lots of other ways you can help too, such as making a donation or coming to our workshops. Find out more at londonplaywrightsblog.com. We'd also love you to follow us on Twitter at LDN Playwrights or on Instagram and Facebook at London Playwrights. <laughs>